Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. News team, News team. assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. It is madness here in the Soonerscoop studios. That's right. Uh, we've had some uh, technical issues on the website. That we're dealing with uh, because there's just been a new commitment for the Sooners. We've been sitting here. We're delayed, prob- I don't know, probably like 20 minutes from the start of the podcast because the Sooners have had a huge commitment. All hands were on deck uh, to release it to the world. Uh, we also have a first. Lincoln Riley has retweeted a commitment video with the word titties in it. Uh, here to tell us all the latest is Josh McQuistion. He retweeted that? He retweeted that, yeah. Well, I just want to first off say Family congratulations to Titties. That's that's a big Slip moment. Slip Titties in there. Yep, just snuck it right who that past. Lincoln. Rap artist was. I know it's not rap anyway. So I don't, I don't know, know who all's listening to it out there, but I was enjoying it. it wasn't bad. Um. Yeah. No. I so mean, who's you know, the commitment, Josh? The, yes. Yeah, we're talking. We're about all distracted when Titties come up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should have warned I, you. That's that's just true. Um. Iowa Western defensive tackle Perry on Winfrey, a guy that Oklahoma offered early on. Um, really, his offer list really exploded through the spring, but Oklahoma was really one of his first big ones, uh, kind of ahead of Florida State, Alabama. I mean, you're talking about a guy that really, if he'd wanted to stay in the process for a while, would have had some very serious options. Uh, very long, athletic guy. Really, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot on the pod about guys fitting a mold and fitting what they're wanting. This is almost their perfect interior offensive lineman. Tremendous length. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, to use a, a cliche you hear, you know, coaches say sometimes, kind of guy that can scratch his knees without bending over. Very long arm, very long legged. He's listed at about 300 pounds. If that's true, it's amazing. I mean, because he, on tape, he looks like a flat bellied, like he, he's very, very athletic, shoots gaps. He wants to get up field, create pass. You know, he's going to be a pass rusher first. Uh, is is better against the run than I think some people might might realize. He's very strong, and I think he's pretty advanced. I mean, Iowa Western's a very good program in the junior college ranks. Well coached. Uh, a lot of their guys come out and seem ready to make an impact. So this is this is a big one for Oklahoma. This is a guy that can come in. He comes in in December. He's a three for two guy, which you know for those that don't follow it real closely, that means he has three years of el- three years of eligibility and two years to play. So if he's not ready next year and Oklahoma feels okay, they can redshirt him if they want to. I don't think that's what's going to happen, and I definitely don't think that's the plan for either him or Oklahoma. This is this is an impact guy that I think when when rivals gets around to doing their JUCO rankings, this is a 
fairly high four-star kind of commitment. This is a big deal for OU. I've, I've talked to Bob about this off-air as far as, and Bob, you can reiterate what you told me, as far as this is the type of commitment that Oklahoma has been looking for, is it not defensively? Just from a perspective of they haven't been getting very many of deal. these guys, if you will. Yeah, I mean, lately the eyes have been going out like crazy, but it's been on offense. Yeah. And as much as you're excited about that, there's been some gripes. Where's the defense? You know, I don't need another receiver. I don't need another think, running back. Do you think that the, uh, let's say, the bitchiness over the lack of known eyeballs also has to do with the fact that there haven't been a defensive guy like this? Yes. Like, it's just, it's a malaise of bitchiness. They want a plan A, you know, the number one target at your respective position. Which, by the way, Ryan Delayed. Lutz just went to a four-star, so. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, I mean, Watson Manning were big pickups, but that feels like ages ago. That yeah. was Easter Sunday was when Watts. So you've gone more than a month of you got sort of burns, you know, switching kind of. Yeah, you're just sort of waiting for something. You're seeing the eyes, and then you're like, no, no, that's going to be offense. That's Seth McGowan. That's Brian Darby. Like, wait a minute. When are they going to start getting guys on defense and guys that I can be excited about? Not just, oh, he's at OU. That's kind of cool. Winfrey is that guy. He's that guy that shows that even though it's going to take a, a while to get this defense at a standard that everyone's going to be happy with, he's the type of guy that gets you into that first spot in terms of trying to reach that potential once again. All right, just stop the presses. Uh, was this your headline, Bob? Because this looks suspicious, suspiciously like a Bob. No, like a Josh I'm, I went headline. more difference maker. That's a nice one, though. Josh. A big Winfrey. <laughs> I love it. I almost left out four Sooners, a big Winfrey Sooners. Like, I almost went there, but I was like, uh, just, that's too bad. That's just awful. A big win-free for Sooners. You guys know I love a name game. God, I really do. Major Birds would have been perfect. We got screwed out of that. <laughs> so, you know, what Bob, was your headline? Bob brings you, up a really... you had to have something saved up for that. <sighs> you know... I I really had brainstormed it probably like six weeks ago, oh and then when it when it became clear that it was going to be LSU, I was like, "Well, screw him, man. He gets he gets no more of my title time. He'll he'll enjoy nothing." Well, so. I mean, but that's a that's a first we haven't talked about too. Uh, the first eyeballs that the first that legitimate Riley got screwed on, not Ruben Unajay, who OU decided after they backed out on they backed out. Yeah. This was a guy they were still going to take. And I think that that did Jay end up at Illinois, or and did... he's gone. He's gone from God, Illinois. I'm not sure where he is now. I know he entered the portal. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. we've got two firsts. We've got yes. Lincoln sent out eyeball emojis, and he got burnt, and he retweeted a guy with titties in his video. Which the one's bigger? <laughs> Which one's a bigger deal? Oh, I, I, it's <laughs> definitely Burns. I mean that. His crystal ball percentage is now, you know, or his his forecast percentage. Sorry, rivals. Oh, sorry, rivals. <laughs> I might have to bleep that. His his fan <laughs> forecast percentage is is on the ropes all of a sudden. Can you trust Lincoln Riley's eyeballs moving forward? I've been, uh, I've been hurt. That before. was in my Twitter mentions like crazy. Yes. Well, you can certainly trust Josh, <laughs> who's clicking it now above eighty five percent on his uh, <laughs> forecast. Just heads up, anybody out there. You're taking the. I like that you're taking this. I I really almost made my first fan forecast the other day. Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) 
We gotta we I gotta pick I the right guy for you, Carrie. I don't I don't I don't know if I need to go down that rabbit hole, man. I I'm competitive in literally everything, so this is just right up my I alley. If I, I can tell people I'm better. I can't even really say who I was gonna forecast, can I? Because that'll give stuff away. Yeah, you don't now want to go down will. that road. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's now, the now problem. I'm going to be watching Carrie's you. first forecast is, <laughs> you know. Bryce Young. If it's like. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, do I use it just to screw with people? Do I, you know. If you don't like, care about your Brock ranking. Vandegrift to like Florida just, yeah. you know, or something. If, just if you don't care about off. your percentage and your, and your ranking. How amazing would that be if Carrie's entire future cast was just throwing people off the scent? Like he literally, like he went out of his way to pick every guy wrong. I should, I'm, I'm giving that some serious thought now. That would be amazing. By the way, what would you say if you had to rank the order? Okay, Brock Vandegrift comes in this weekend, uh, works out with Lincoln Riley. Uh, he's going to be at the Rivals Five Star Camp. We're going to see him there again. Two questions, Josh. Percentage chance that Brock Vandergriff is already committed when he lands in Atlanta. Let's start there. That's a really good one. I would say... This will not count on your forecast. It won't, yeah. I wanted to make sure now that we've got that out there so everybody can know. Uh, I would say about 60%. I think there's a chance. I really do. Um, what's, there's a couple of interesting variables. Like you mentioned the camp itself. Would he like to do that? Where he can, you know, kind of be around a bunch of press, knock out all the interviews he's got to do, and then he just gets to go home and, you know, relax while all the other networks try and, you know, talk to him. I guess, I guess it's not as relaxing as I think it would be, but at least he gets one network knocked out and we leave him alone. Chad Simmons leaves him alone. Everybody's happy. Um, the other interesting thing is, and I don't want to give away too much, but rivals first 2021 rankings are going to be out next week. Mm. I'm not. I think everybody's been pretty clear reading what I've been saying. I mean, of the young quarterbacks I've seen at a similar stage, the only guy that I could that I would say he's I would clearly have him at least a little ahead of Brock is Trevor Lawrence. And you know, we've talked about him on the pod. Trevor Lawrence is the best high school quarterback I've ever seen. So that tells you I, I think the world of Brock Vandegrift, and from the people I'm talking to, I, I think Rivals has a pretty similar feeling. So he he's going to be pretty high up the food chain. He's got a great arm, man. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie, I was just going to say, Carrie and I saw him throw on... I'm uh, the only one that has it now. You weren't there, Bob. <laughs> and was, I'm not going to be there in Atlanta. It sounds... We'll just stop have, having babies. We'll just have to hey, tell you uh, that. Stop having sex. We'll, so the, from now on, can we just mute Bob when the Brock Vandegrift stuff comes up? Just just take him out. It's yeah. so cliche. It's, it's just like... Uh, what's the... Uh, <laughs> there, he's muted. It's so cliche to say it, but... The ball just comes out of his hand differently. I mean, it 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 from the guys that were there, and there was a kid that got offered a twenty twenty two kid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brock Vandergriff. You look at the quarterbacks that were at Riley's camp, and obviously, uh, when a guy is uh, basically getting a private instruction lesson from Jalen Hurts, uh, you kind of know who yeah, it they is. Were, they were they didn't even show up at the camp with everybody else. They were they were off. They were doing know. their own thing. Probably was, hanging out at the lockers. Yeah, it was a recruiting visit, basically. But oh, he's bending the rules. I mean, I'm sure that that's allowable. That's maybe why you get the, him on campus. Maybe but, they were in the hot tub together with chicks, maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Not together. Hashtag pause. It just, it's it's different, though. I mean, he is, he is, he. it's what you saw in Atlanta at the RCS, Josh. Uh, I mean, it was one, you the first couple clips that you, you uh, put up on the server. It's like, 
this kid's different than everybody else. He's really damn good. Well, and there's no way that you would have been able, just watching him at camp. You would have said, you would have said it's a 2020 guy. There's no. no way you would have thought it was a 2021. I mean, he's big. He's bigger than everybody else. He's legitimately 6'3", which he's listed, I think, our rivals database has him at 6'3", but he's just as tall as Jalen Hurts is. So uh, he's got legit high. Here's the question, too, and I'll... Um, like around the horn, I'll take Bob off of mute. Uh, so you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that is maybe um, my biggest regret is that I shit all over Trevor Lawrence forever, saying that Justin Fields was definitely my guy. Well, he is a 2021, by the well, way. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't have guessed he was 2020. You would have thought he was 2020. You would have thought he was getting ready to be a senior. I got you. Sorry. Yeah. Just big. Carry I mean, on. arm. Okay. Uh, so you, Trevor Lawrence, I mean... He's that guy, number one guy, goes to college, is everything that he's cracked up to be. Like, that doesn't really happen at Oklahoma. Like, we haven't seen that happen. Go all the way back. I mean, Rhett Bomar was supposed to be that guy, and he screwed it up on his own. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the star, I mean, Jason White is probably the closest you get, but other than having a Miami offer, it's not like, Josh, he was just tearing the world apart, and he had a Miami offer because... His uh because of um Larry Coker's what brother or or uncle or whatever was the principal at Tuttle? Yeah, it had something to do. I've I've always heard a story like that. I forget what I think the it was his particulars brother. were. But it, it, it would be on the hill they it would be on the hills of it would be the two best recruiting classes as far as quarterbacks go that oh well, I guess not back to back, but in the last three years that Oklahoma's and, ever had. And let me qualify I mean, you can say Kyler Murray, Put yeah. Rattler he was in there. he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He played one year and he's a transfer. I'm talking about kids that yeah, him and Baker don't count out of high school that are considered either the top quarterback or one of the top quarterbacks that come to Oklahoma and you know have a great career, lead a team to a college football playoff, win a Heisman Trophy. I mean, like we haven't seen that story play out at Oklahoma, and that's what having two back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners makes you think is possible with Vandegrift. If you yeah, had, well, I, if you oh, had Rattler ahead, and and Brock. What do you do at for the 2020 class? Do you seriously consider not taking one because that guy would believe in his heart he's never going to see the field? I think you, you have to. You don't you even want him? I think you have, you have to, to, have to even if it's somebody, but just a, a warm body, a body yeah. like a, a Tanner Schaefer, somebody that you kind of like from a Canadian. Sam Bradford. Well, he won a Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Uh, I'm just saying as a high school yeah, group. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what they did, though. Did they not? Because yeah. they knew that they had Rhett coming in. In 2005. Thank God Sam Bradford came. No shit. Thank God for Kent and Martha. Yes. Giving us Sam. And thank God for me. For keeping him alive. For raising him. Basically. <laughs> keeping him a, keeping him Don't get in enough credit. trouble, but out of trouble. Nah, I kept him out of trouble. He was, he was our DD, so it kind of worked out for everybody. <laughs> he wasn't the one drinking. Eddie, were you like his example? Like, just don't do what Eddie does. If you don't do what Eddie does, Sam, you'll probably be fine. You know, I've never thought about it like that, but there probably was referenced in the Bradford house. <laughs> and I've, I've seen you around Kent before, and Kent loves you. Like, I don't oh, think, yeah. does no, you think Martha them. hates you? No, no, not at all. Okay. I saw Martha a couple weeks ago. Okay. So you were always good with his parents. Oh, yeah. I was good with everybody. It was parents. never, Eddie's a bad apple. Stay away from that kid. No, I had everybody fooled. <laughs> he admits it now. I was uh, I was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie. Oh, Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell, yeah. yeah. 
I can see Eddie that. is literally every group of friends has that guy that every parent loves, and every group like there every other guy in the group is like you should f-ing hate him. He's a problem. Like you don't yeah. even know, and like they dislike the guy who has like the fast car, or he talks too loud, or has some stupid other thing that bothers parents. But Eddie's funny, and he can be polite when he wants to be. But so he's all the also like Eddie's great. He's also they who realize. they go to for the cocaine. So exactly, exactly. Well, I mean that, that could also be why he got in with some North. You families. wouldn't go to me for the cocaine, <laughs> but I could probably get you the cocaine. How about that? Eddie's not dealing. Yeah, I'm not. He the is a dealer. distributor. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. We've we've said it on the pod before, Josh. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, the West kids made it. The PC kids sold it, and the North kids did it. That's about right. Isn't that what That's it was? About, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, because. When I think of like the groups of people I knew, it was generally, you know, and, you know, don't hopefully no lawsuits from the private school region here. Um, some of the private schools over in the Western area would run around with the North group, some to my knowledge. And then there was, uh, there was some of that action going on. So, so, so back to the original point, <laughs> does Lincoln Riley take a 2020 quarterback? I, th- I am of the opinion, yes. No matter what, he, he needs to take a kid. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. And I think there's a couple of ways, oh, you can go with that. They can go with a Juco guy yeah. and say, you know, maybe a guy that kind of eyes himself as a coach somewhere down the line or, you know, like, obviously you're probably not going to play here sandwiched between Brock and Rattler. I mean, two of the better high school quarterbacks in the last five years. Or if years. you're a Juco guy and you're mature, you can say, look, we're going to have Jalen. Uh, we don't know if Spencer's going to be ready. Sure. To start as a redshirt freshman, we might need somebody. In, yep. to, in today's climate, can you just say, we're not going to take a kid in December, but we, we're not going to take a high school kid, but we will be very active in the transfer process. Exactly. That's like, the could you option. just be up front and say, we're not taking a high school kid, but we will be taking a quarterback? You're not guaranteed I thought it was, you're going to get somebody that's going to be eligible, though, yeah, when you sure. need him. And I thought yeah. it was, do you guys read the uh, athletic article, uh, the Austin Kendall, Max Olson piece yesterday? I started reading it. I read about halfway through it. I didn't You finish. never know if, how much of like truth is in there from, especially from the Austin Kendall side, yeah. specifically his father. But I thought it was interesting that Riley had mentioned to them that, you know, if they didn't get Jalen Hurts, they were going to still take a quarterback and they had looked at some Juco kids because they want, and that's what he says Riley told him is that they wanted the, you know, I guess what Riley has always said when Jalen Hurts' name came up, they wanted the senior leadership or whatever that BS line that you throw out there is. But it would have been interesting if they wouldn't have gotten Hurts, which way they would have gone. Would they have gone for a, a Juco, you know, like the next snow great Snow College Juco quarterback? Or, I mean, which way would they have gone? You know, I mean, when it first came out there and like, would, would Lincoln, would OU be interested in Jalen Hurts? I wasn't sure because... They weren't interested in the Clemson kid, uh, Kelly, uh, what's his name? Bryant. Bryant. They weren't interested in him, but we've seen him play. We knew he couldn't throw the ball very well. I just didn't, I, maybe after seeing him in the Georgia game, Lincoln was you know, sold on him. But I would say leading up to this year, I, I, don't, I wouldn't have said that Jalen Hurts was an OU system type of guy. I thought Justin Fields was going to be the one they were going to make yeah. the, the charge for. Too. I did too. I wonder how much Fields would have affected Rattler, and I wonder if that had a role. Because uh, like, yeah. Fields was oh, so young that does does that shake Spencer up a little bit? Does that cause a problem when Rattler's the guy we want to build, you know, around in the future for that particular group? I don't think there's any doubt that that's the question that you asked yourself. And it made a lot more sense when, kind of, when the dust settled and we all sat around and we're talking about it. That because I, I mean, what were we, it was what. 
six days before the Hertz thing became real that I personally I was still shitting on it. The idea of even going after him. I think we potted. Oh, yeah. We had a pod. We all kind of shit on it, and like immediately after the pod. I think I learned or somebody told me that he was planning on a yeah, visit. To I think OU. that's that's about right. Or something about Or no, his, that he was going to be on campus. Found out that and... his father had reached out to OU and they were in they and Maryland were the two leaders. Yeah, it was, it was right us. before that weekend cuz we potted I think on a Wednesday and then he went to what? Miami on Thursday. Mar- it was Maryland Friday, OU Saturday, Miami Miami Sunday, Sunday that's right. That's right. And well, then he uh he was the picture of him uh, eating uh, Prime One Twelve. Yes, Prime One Twelve <laughs> yeah. on Sunday night. They're never gonna lose a guy when you get him to Prime One Twelve. Well, the thing with it that led more, you know, that you could believe it, where academics were getting involved, like they were looking at at that side of things too. And like, wait a minute, you don't do that unless you're really serious. So yeah, things changed really quickly in that one week period. Do you want some? strange i guess official ou university news sure that just broke yeah, yeah. from a uh, pr statement from the board of regents david Bourne has relinquished his affiliation with the university of oklahoma Holy and no shit. longer has any relationship going forward with ou as a result of his resignation the board of regents says this concludes the title nine issue between Bourne and ou they're gonna Whoa. take his statue down does he have a statue yeah where where? It's I really yeah. He's got a statue. They they that was one of the last things they did before he retired was he had a statue ceremony. Oh yeah, that's right. What wasn't that the thing that he had the whole problem at? You no, that was a stoop. You that's know what he should have done. Don't you know what Bob should have done. Right. He should have gone to that one and acted like he was having a heart attack and ruined his <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Talk about the ultimate gotcha. So basically, David Bourne. I mean, they're making it like he was never the president of OU. Wow. I guess. I mean, is is this the equivalent of, is this the academic equivalent of uh, uh, giving back wins? Yeah, like taking <laughs> oh, the he's vacated. Yeah, he, yep. he has been vacated as president. Well, I, I tell you, I something, this is interesting because we know that there has been a rift between donors and the university and all of this stuff. So does this make everybody say like, well, if he did that, he's in the wrong? Like, I mean, obviously, if he did that, it makes you it makes you believe he knows he did something bad. But I would I would assume that civil suits will come out of this because that one dude's dad's a lawyer that started this whole thing. Start the clock. Yeah, that's interesting. Don't you think? Start the clock mm-hmm. for his death. You said it. I didn't. But just start the clock. Wow, that was start the clock. That was pup. That was puppeteering one hundred and one from Eddie right there. Nicely done. Well, I was trying to figure out where you're going with that. I mean, look, his health is not good. It's it's not going to take much. That is, yeah. You would I think. Mean, no, that's one of those situations. Yeah, you, that's one of those situations where I won't be shocked to hear any news on his health status moving forward. What is it? When you have to give the wins back, what's the uh, what's the it's actual vacated? Vacate. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, carry on. Sorry, I just saw that come across and figured it was no, uh, no. timely. No, that's very interesting. Where were we at? We got on to North <laughs> Cocaine. Um, Let's put. Why is that? I don't know if, I don't know if we can unravel point. all that. 
Well, that's, it, it that's was, one of the last things I remember. We were, we were talking about. We were still talking twenty twenty quarterbacks, yeah. and I, I just think you have to plan if you're Lincoln Riley. You have to plan moving forward that Tanner Mordecai is going to transfer. I, I think that I, I, I just I'll never, and I mean it may work out fine. It, it may be okay. You know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, Sam Bradford made it okay what they did in 05 after Bomar when they didn't take a quarterback in that class. And that's the only year since Bob Stoops arrived that they didn't take a quarterback at Oklahoma and really got, like I said, got bailed out because Sam was so much more than they thought he was when they went after him. Um, the landscape me, has though, changed so much. Yes. Yeah, but they were still Even, doing it. Well, I mean, it was like you go through those Drew Allen, Hunter Wall. I mean, like they had all yeah. these... Tommy Grady, like they had all these really highly recruited guys, that, but they were taking them one every year, and it was just there was a fallout oh, sure. because you know Landry got the job and he kept it, and Sam got the job and he kept it, and uh, it just it just kind of goes that way. It's kind of interesting when you look at it, just as far as, and <laughs> this is probably the Homer thing to say, but it seems like it happens more times than not at Oklahoma that a highly ranked kid comes in, and really, I mean, you can count on one hand the five stars are highly, highly ranked kids that actually performed, couldn't you? Like, I mean, Joe Mixon's probably 80, Joe Mixon, Gerald. Who else would be a like the highly ranked type that actually came to Oklahoma and lived up to that billing? I well, guess. Tommy Harris, Adrian Peterson. Sure, Tommy Harris um, was definitely one of them. Man, I mean, depends on what you want to take out. Like Lance Mitchell should have been one of those guys, but when he blew out his knee, he was never the same again. Yeah, um, well, it's tough. I mean, I, I, you uh, yeah, I mean, probably like sit around and look at all the other people and say, yeah, that that it's come come to that, you know. I mean, sure. but you've had your Chijoke Onyanagetches that have just been okay. That were you know, Pasha was just okay. Pasha was just okay. Pasha is a medical doctor though, via Cuba. That doesn't. Former scoop employee. Oh, yeah. really? No, I had to look this up because we were talking about the Warriors doctors the other day, and I questioned whether they're from Cuba or not. And people didn't know that you could get a medical license in Cuba. And so I like said, getting well, a marriage Jackson license in it. Bethany? Like you just have to do some <laughs> some paperwork and you're good? <laughs> Bethany in Cuba? No, I'm just saying, like, is a Cuba medical doctor, uh, medical license lesser than other places? I think it's just easier and cheaper. No. Oh. I mean, he's an MD. I looked him up. But, no, I mean, look, Paul Thompson was a stopgap for a year. Uh, Blake Bell was kind of a stopgap a little bit. But... Blake Bell was out of a necessity. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't... I think, I, think, I think Paul is a perfect example. That to me, I like that option more than the JUCO route. Go after a guy that is a good athlete and give you know, like he can have a shot at quarterback. He can go out there, and then after you know a semester or two, when he sees okay, I'm not Rattler or Mordecai's way ahead of me, you know, whatever. Okay, man, you know, would you be interested in playing some corner, some you know, some receiver? Uh, you know, maybe maybe he's your next Lane Johnson. He's going to grow into a left tackle. I mean, that's not likely. But <laughs> a guy that has another option to do something else, and that way you get your quarterback, you have your guy that can help you through practices or, you know, while other guys are being recruited. And then once you get some more bodies on campus, you can say, okay, you're a good enough athlete to help us somewhere else. Do you want to give that a try? 
Now I think Lane Johnson went to ju- went to junior college as a quarterback, but then became a tight end, and then was a tight end at Oklahoma. Was moved to defensive end, moved back to tight end, and then to offensive line. I don't know that that's the guy kind of guy you're targeting. No, I mean, no, no, no. It's not realistic you're going to find that guy because there's a reason Lane Johnson's just a freak. I mean, guys like that don't come around very often. Um, go ahead, Bob. And the reason we keep bringing this up is they had Brock on campus l- last weekend, and we've still seen zero movement in 2020. No new offers, no new names. And that's why the speculation just keeps coming. What are they thinking in the grand scheme of things of what they're going to do for this one class do you think there's any way that lincoln's just going to leave it open uh just to see what happens at usc too maybe maybe they get back in on the bryce young sweep i do and then that would be if you ended up getting vandegriff and then young and rattler there's no way all three would stay, but that that's what that you know, that's assures sort of you what, that you're going to have a one great quarterback. Yeah, that's sort of what three. Georgia did, right, with Eason, Fromm, and Fields. Yeah, you're guaranteed one of them is going to be your star. And what's funny is if you had asked anybody, I think Fromm's the one they would have bet would have had to leave. Yep, Definitely. and he's the one that that won the job. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like. Some of this stuff, everybody just kind of assumes. I, I think people are writing off Mordecai too soon. I Don't get me wrong. He's not my bet, but I think he's a better player than some people think he is. I, I think he's a good player, but I just I wonder, can Lincoln you know, convince him? And I think maybe he does it by giving him most of the number two reps through fall camp when it starts and just telling Spencer, like, hey, you're here to learn. But, I mean, are you really going to be able to tell Spencer Rattler you're not really competing for the starting job? Or when Rattler gets out there, if he's that much better yeah. that everyone believes he can be, it's it's just going to show. If Mordecai sees him after a week of practice, like, holy shit, I can't I can't throw the ball out. 80 yards in the air <laughs> behind my back. Like, shit. Yeah, I mean, I w- it's not an enviable, enviable position for Lincoln Riley. It's That's, that's tough to manage. It's almost that. like he just has to manage, not egos, but like, no, it's spots. It is. It's ego. Is it, it egos? Is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ego. It's crazy. Feelings, ego. Parents. Yeah, parents. I'd have to think, though, going through like what he has over the last four years, I guess, or two years more specifically, Like he has a pretty good handle on managing those types of... And I think that's probably one of the reasons why you know Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley is because he can, he can do that, right? I mean, he's... He's good at the people. He's managed part, Baker. Yeah. He's managed Kyler. He put up with Kevin Murray, and I, you know, I say put up with him, but well, he he made Heisman winners out of two guys, sure, whose fathers were known as being notorious meddlers, right? Before that's they got what to I'm, Oklahoma, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like he's he's he has gone through the ringer, if you will. Like Baker didn't even go to TCU, and Gary Patterson hates his dad. <laughs> I mean, that's so good. that takes some talent, man. So good. And like, I'm Jerry Patterson didn't even do an in-home. Like there, there's no real contact. <laughs> no reason he should know James's name. That is just too trolling good. him. Like I'm, that was like at Big Twelve Media Days. Like, like Gary Patterson just decides I'm going to go off on Baker Mayfield's dad. It was glorious. So yeah, that's Lincoln all Ryan, we have to live for for the next month is maybe somebody's dad will piss off Gary Patterson. God, that Big 12 media days. I mean, we don't care, but like having OU and OSU on the same day is pretty stupid. 
Do you think it there's a chance for the, three years from now that Gary Patterson will dig up whatever it was that got Spencer Rattler suspended and bring it up in like a pregame interview? Ooh. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know that he can really throw any stones with the Trevon Boykin stuff that so he's gone true. through. Well, Trevon Boykin and who was the other quarterback? Turpin. It was like a oh, multi- okay. Oh, uh, Turpin. Uh, I was going to say yeah. Turpin. Yeah. I mean, uh, Turpin. Well, did just as, no, I mean, the, it was domestic stuff, right? With Turpin. I'm trying to think yeah, of that other quarterback. I think he dragged his like, girlfriend through the yeah. 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 So The big, tall, white kid. He played with Kenny Vaccaro at Brownwood. We, he came to OU's camp one year. I watched him. Um, he's a good player. Oh, the quarterback, the cocaine guy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Casey Pawhall. Yeah, Pawhall. Oh, yeah. P-A-C-H-A-L? Neck tattoo guy. I, th- I think, I think, oh, his I think he has a neck tattoo, tattoo yeah. doesn't he? You're right. Should have saw that coming. And, and he played when baseball, When I met him too? in high school, I don't know. Or was he? Uh, at was TCU? He, no, maybe I don't, he was. I think he was just distributing a to the baseball team. I think was that might have been. That might have been it, but that should that seems the least like a real issue on time that, Yeah, cocaine's being used in Fort Worth at a private school. <laughs> Shocking. <sighs> You're just a. I mean, there was a generation that happened, like where all that stuff filtered in that I missed. Like cocaine on a college campus? Yeah, that wasn't a big thing in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What was Like binge drinking? Probably yeah. the biggest oh, yeah. thing in the 90s? Yeah. No, that was... Good old-fashioned binge drinking? I mean, there were fraternity deaths at OU. I mean, born shut people down because of binge drinking. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> Some of that is... Uh, that's year before just I got to OU. City. Carrie, you know. Year before. What'd you say, Josh? I said some of that's North Oklahoma City. That that's a North tradition that's that's pretty strong. The never, no, I don't yeah. know about that. Never got to, uh, <laughs> never got, never even got to go to a hall party. I was basically denied a full college experience. Uh, what if did, I could? Could I go back and sue David Bourne for this? Could, could we drag his name through the mud even more? You, I mean, the civil suits. I'm sure are going to be flying. <laughs> yeah, one I'm more. Sure. Can I? Can I just join in on somebody's? <laughs> just like a little. Uh, what is the, uh, like an addition to a uh, lawsuit? I don't even know what that's class called. Class action. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to make a to class f- action. To be fair, Eddie, you could probably just say it and people would report it. And then you don't actually have to hire a lawyer. And David Bourne has enough on his plate right now that he's probably not going to get that litigious with you. Yeah, right. So like you, you can just have your moment in the sun of a really strange lawsuit. I want well, my day I mean, in court. You probably know some SAEs. Just call them. They'll, they'll help. Oh, they got some good lawyers. For sure. I know some SAEs that would be happy to jump on. Okay, th- there was a part two that I was going to ask you on Vandegrift, Josh, and that mm-hmm. would be, um, okay, so he's done, let's let's chart the, the travel that he's done uh, over the last few years. Florida, Oklahoma, uh, had he been to Georgia before all that? I want to say he went there, Bob, was that right at the end of the school year or something? Like, I want to say he's been there within the last month but yes. i don't know exactly when that was and then what he had to alabama after that was that where did he go after ou i thought he was had another trip well he had he was at ou for three days okay because the family started looking at stuff for their for his sisters who are volleyball and softball players so they did a whole grand oh, tour wow of norbin are they volleyball players though or is somebody taking a payout to get him into school, I, I I don't know of any full house interaction, but I can check into that. So, um, 
I did want to add that while my forecast on Brock Vandegrift has gotten people excited, Paul Strelo of our Clemson side has now jumped on board. So I'm wondering if he's hurt. And he and I have not jumped had any discussions about Jumped on board with Brock Clemson or Oklahoma? With Oklahoma. Thank you. So, okay, so clearly that, he's and hearing and something, That too. was my question. If you were going to rank his top six, which he has released, where does Oklahoma fit right now in your mind? I don't think there's any question they're number one. I, you know, and I know, I think it, it's funny because I got a question, and God, our people on the board are just going to react to this. I got a question from our national guys about a, um, a story they're working on, um, kind of leading into the five star about, you know, is OU a real contender? Where, where do I kind of see them? And I was like, I, I think they're number one. I think they're as real as a contender as it gets right now. And, um, you know, I think there's people that are still adjusting to this idea that Oklahoma could go into Georgia and land not just a guy, but I mean like a, a, a probable five star kind of guy. So, um, I, I just, I don't know that everybody kind of understands that what Lincoln Riley is as a recruiter, what he, you know, his, obviously, He's unparalleled right now in quarterback production. There's nobody doing what he's doing. They did it so with Hazelwood. I, yeah, I mean, they, they just did, did it back to back years with Hazelwood. Can you imagine? Like, I know. Like, that's a like Georgia would think that Oklahoma is like some god of a program if they did that two years in a row. Like, nah, they're paying. So, well, yeah, I'm sure. That's yeah. what Georgia well, would be thinking. Well, that's the ultimate compliment. You want people to accuse you of paying players. Would this basically be the good one? Yeah. Would, it, would it be the transition from really good recruiting to you know, I, I guess the top five elite recruiting, yeah. like, is this the jump that people have been wanting for that? Uh, would this be definitive proof? I guess that they're actually making that when you throw in a, a Perry on Winfrey and yeah, he's a Juco kid. You got to at some point gotta, start breaking that barrier down, but you got to start somewhere, right? You got to get in the top 10 when it's all said and done with 2020. And I don't, is that, is that even possible? Do you think? I do. Yeah. I, I think okay. you're going to see, you're going to see, I mean, obviously some of the guys that, that we know about that just haven't gone public yet, they're going to help the rankings. Um, I, I still see guys like Ryan Watts and Dante Manning kind of continuing to climb the rankings. That'll help. They'll just keep picking up points as they go. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I mean, we still don't know what OU's going to do at quarterback. I mean, sure. you've got to think if OU's going to take a quarterback, it's going to be a pretty good one. I mean, somebody that's, that's not going to hurt rankings. It may not end up being Bryce Young, but I wouldn't rule that out either. If, so, I mean, it's let, just... Let me ask you, Josh, just as far as if they were not to take a quarterback or if they were in a position not to take a quarterback, could you end up taking somebody that maybe plays quarterback in high school with the intention of just turning him into an athlete? Would that... Like, I guess, would a situation, and this is going to be different because he's being recruited, he plays quarterback in high school, but like a Gentry Williams type situation, even though it's a different grade, could you talk yourself into taking a player that is more of an athlete but still could play quarterback in a pinch. Does that make does that make sense what I'm getting at? Yeah, it does. Uh Bob or Kerry or Bob, can you confirm that Eddie was listening to me earlier? I, I think Eddie I just I, I think Eddie tuned me out. I, can't I must conf- have. I can't confirm that I was listening to Eddie just My bad. <laughs> <laughs> is that literally okay, what you said? So, I, I well, I said something like Paul, Paul Thompson. Thompson. I was like, oh, you're okay. a recruit okay. a guy that like can play it a little bit. Right. You can give him a shot. Okay, and then you know, hey, you, you can bad. help us better somewhere else. This hey, will no become big. a promo, though. No one are in auto is trying to start a <laughs> fucking fight with the Cubs and trying to watch it and 
Eddie's not listening to me. Podcast. Perry's not listening to Eddie. I make mean, snarky comments on Twitter. There's a lot going on. Well, over here. I mean, in my God, defense, thank God we've got Bob. In my defense, uh, I've started following this account on Twitter called uh, <laughs> "This Is Insider," and uh, it's it's been retweeted by Food Insider, and they're showing video of a place that does all kinds of different types of dip cones, and I really oh got distracted. <laughs> I almost think it would have been better if you left it unsaid. Like I feel like that's worse. Yeah, I'd probably. There's so that. many dipping options. <laughs> it's in Quebec, Canada. Of course. Are the you Canadians. an ice cream guy, Carrie? I love dip cones. Ah, oh, see, Tiffany loves it. She she's a dip cone aholic. That's, but she just loves any ice cream. I, I'm not a big ice cream person. That's not my not my deal. Like I was when DQ went out in Norman. I it was devastating to me, but now it's back. <laughs> And I haven't gotten a dip cone there since they've come back. So, see, before I met her, I didn't even know what a dip cone was. So, whatever. God, anyway. I mean, North Oklahoma City really is. I mean, you might as well just be like Paraguay. It's cocaine <laughs> everywhere. You've never had dip cones. It's not now. See, but Eddie's going to take offense that you would include anything south of what probably Expressway, Eddie, is North Oklahoma City. Yes. Yeah, is yeah, that, I think so. I've always assumed that was pretty much the dividing line. Yeah, yeah. I'd even say. Maybe and I won't a little lie, you know, north, once I maybe once even I like uh, house, maybe Hefner. Yeah, everything once north I bought of Hefner. my own house, I was not far from Expressway. I definitely sure. moved north myself. So, I now I'm starting to wonder if Groovies is the cocaine capital of Oklahoma. Oh, I I, I would not <laughs> doubt that. I have nothing to say that nothing definitive to say on that, but I would not doubt that. Like if you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I cannot confirm nor deny those reports. Just knowing the people that uh, have frequented that place, that would line up. There, there was in my in my heyday, there was an older gentleman that was always there with about three buttons loose and a gold chain, and I mean, the last he, time he I was there like was a couple months ago, and he definitely was still there. Yeah. Yeah, it may not be the same dude, but it sure as shit looks like the same dude every time. Sure, that he's he's like a. I think he's, it is. he's always on the bar. No, I think it's the same guy. guy. Okay, it may be. Okay, so hey, um, hey guy, we uh, we talked we talked about OU's big defensive commitment. Really, Perry and Winfrey, really the guy that uh, even though as we said, uh, Watts moved up to a four star, and uh, OU obviously did a really good job evaluating. There a lot of schools have come in uh, on him since he committed to OU. Uh, but what's out there still that really would help OU pick up some momentum on the defensive side of the ball? I know Sam Spiegelman wrote an article uh, today about the Rivals five-star camp and mentioned the safety that's going to be there. Yeah, uh, we'll get a chance to see Bryson Washington. I, I obviously saw him at the Houston RCS, um, a guy that, and I even you know went back and saw him a little later at, at one of uh, his practices at Houston C. King. Um just a guy with a lot of size, a lot of range. Um, I, I think is a pretty natural center fielder for Oklahoma. That's kind of where I see him playing. It's kind of a free. Um, but, I mean, he's, he, like I said, he's 6'2", 6'3", 190 pounds. So if OU wants to bring him down the box, he'll be fine. He can do that, too. Uh, I think, you know, the thing that's interesting to me as I watch some of these defensive guys is just it feels like, yeah, they do have a very clear idea of what they want to be. But, okay, if we don't land this corner we want, okay, Ryan Watts is a corner. Well, if we don't land this safety we want, Ryan Watts is going to be a safety. They have some guys that have give them some flexibility to say, okay, maybe, you know, for example, they lost Antonio Doyle last week. 
well, okay, maybe Brendan Walker now is our, he's purely our Mike target, which is kind of been what they've been selling for a while but i feel like if they'd have gotten doyle maybe they say okay we still like brennan walker maybe we can slide him to that rush position he could play that for us or you know there's just some variation in what they're willing to do defensively to kind of make sure they get the best guys that are the best athletes so yeah bryson washington's a great example um i was kind of going over the list of what we're going to see in atlanta and it's not quite as deep as it was last year as far as, man, there's just a whole bunch of guys that we need to see. But it's a lot of premier guys like Bryson Washington. Uh, you're going to see, like we've already talked about, Brock Vandegrift a whole lot. Uh, Vandegrift, I don't know where that T came from. Um, so there are there are just a lot of guys, like I said, that are going to be um, – Worth us watching. Good to see Cedric Van Pran again. Uh, Bijan Robinson, a guy that's kind of loosely been connected to OU for a while now. Um, you know, uh, uh, Donovan Jackson to the young offensive lineman. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that will go over there. On the defensive side of the ball, though, Bryson's probably the main one that really is going to be a focus for us. There's a few other guys that we'll want to talk to. Justin Flo will be there. Keely Ringo will be there. We can kind of, and it may just be, we talk to them and they say, yeah, we're not really talking to you much. You know, and we can kind of just close that book and start focusing on where we, you know, oh, you really has a chance, but at least, you know, and the other guy I will say, and I, I this went on longer than I intended, uh, Josh Eaton, a uh, defensive back, another guy from Houston that I know, oh, you has really liked for a while. There's been a lot of talk that Texas is way out in front for him. And I think that was the case, but he's talking about waiting until February and it feels like one of those situations where it could work out pretty nicely for Oklahoma if Texas maybe gets Kiten Crawford or somebody else to take some of their spots away because with all the DBs they've signed the last couple of years, there's just no way they're going to take a huge class of them this year. So he could be a guy that maybe, I don't want to say falls into OU's lap, but could be a good situation. You know, and it's it kind of takes me back to what Lincoln Riley talked about uh, when we, we talked to him. They didn't do the Tulsa Caravan. We kind of had some media with him. Uh, and I'd asked him about, Bob even wrote about it, um, asked him about defensive recruiting. Basically said, look, we have to go out and prove ourselves. And like last year, we went out there. We saw Elias Ricks. We saw Justin Flo. We saw Keely Ringo. Um, all these defensive guys. And yes, they were sort of excited about Oklahoma, but... You look at everything that's gone on in the last 12 months, there's been no momentum you know, that's been able to be built on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, this is probably you know, paying attention more to, to the 2021 guys defensively right now, too. I mean, unless they're going to... I mean, it would take a remarkable you know, recruiting job to get some of those names re-interested re- in Oklahoma, I would think. I guess the only name I'm wondering about, because I know he was invited, Jacoby Covington, has he backed out? No, he's expected to be there. Um, also, Major Burns is going to be there, and we're just going to let Eddie do an interview with Major Burns, and just we're going to talk about eyes, and we're going to talk about commitment and your word, and you know, <laughs> even with the Aggies strong, first, you know, so. strong as oak, you know, that kind of stuff. So we're we're going to go Jerry Maguire on it. Um, no, Jacoby will be there. That's that's. I, I was kind of going through the list, and I was like, "There's somebody I'll miss," and he's he's obviously the one. Um, I'll do it if he brings yeah. me food from New Orleans and half of the suitcase LSU gave me <laughs> uh, and, and a letter yeah. from Jacob Phillips yeah and an apology letter yeah I mean with his but, DNA so we can frame him the thing is I don't know that you guys give enough credit to how much I think Jacob Phillips helped the Carietti bond 
that trip, Eddie watching the World Series. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. It made right for now. a viral video. It did. It did. And I, I would do it again, too, if I knew that a kid I enjoy was going to kind of cover OU I mean, <laughs> 20 minutes later. But I don't enjoy getting f***ed over, but I mean, I enjoy... I I, re- I mean that's what you live for, man. I mean, we it was were at Oprah's practice. high school. It was at we were at Oprah's high we were school. At Oprah's high school it was a cool old high it school. It was a really cool high school. Uh, so I mean, we 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 were Got sitting there talking bomb to tacos Baker with Woody as well. Yeah, Woody, our guy Woody. But we're sitting there talking to Baker Mayfield, and then all of a sudden we're in the car driving ten hours to Nashville. Would have been better if uh, you know our boy Jared wouldn't have been on tour at the time. But you can't have it was, everything. It was worth the trip. Was it, was he hanging out with Stan Kroenke? That that is a uh, <laughs> oh, still working I, on that. I uh, that I was let, a good trip though. I will say that I was let a good Jared trip. know about the Kroenke fascination, and he they also have. Uh, I don't know if it's it's someone that works for them that is. Uh, uh, um, what's your soccer team? Arsenal. Arsenal. Uh, they're a huge Arsenal fan too, and they actually after a concert. We're riding in a car with Kroenke and didn't even know it. And Jared didn't tell him till the next day because he didn't want them freaking out. Like seems with reasonable. Arsenal stuff. So I I, I want to make it clear to Jared that I would not freak out. I can handle that situation. That's that uh, meeting the owner is. It's more of just a means to an end. Like I'll get a cool seat somewhere. I in really stadium. think blowing blowing him off at the Houston rodeo is going to cost you on this one. Yeah, I wanted. I don't know if I've told everybody this. My kids were really sick. Like it was really dangerous. It was bad. Um, Jared, we're really sorry. We just couldn't <laughs> I don't make believe it. any of this. The girls this doesn't sound was, sincere at all. <laughs> Laney, just uh, we were worried. We we thought we were. You know, it was got to go to the hospital. It was very scary. Very touch mm-hmm. and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he'd be willing. You, he just the thing about you is you're going to get hotboxed a lot more about recruiting than I do. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> like, dude, I get I can't go to a family function without talking OU sports for at least an hour and a half. And you know, should, Carrie, should we talk about you and my dad having a special experience recently? Uh, your dad won uh, trivia on a radio show. Um, I think we did talk. Week. Did we not talk about that last week? Did we not? Did we? I think we did. We? Yeah, I thought we Sorry did. Sorry to bring up old shit. My bad. You're like my mother, Josh. You just keep repeating the same story oh, over and over. Dude, yeah, that that's like old age is going to be a real bitch for me. There's no question. <laughs> Your daughters are never going to call because they just don't want to hear the same stories. They don't want to hear the same damn story about the time they fell down, you know, the stairs right before the concert for Kings of Leon, and I had to save them. <laughs> you know, nicely played. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so you know, I would say one thing I wanted to mention, Eddie, was it was kind of funny going out there watching camp and watching Alex Grinch because he just didn't really have anything to do. Like, there weren't any people that he was really schmoozing with. Yeah, Roy or, Manning did most of the DB stuff. And then Brian Odom was putting those guys through the paces because he just kind of wanted to evaluate a couple of guys out there. But it's not like any offers came flying out of that thing. No. But, but it was, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to figure out Alex Grinch. He's just. I, is he I like a savant? Is, or is he just super intense? I think a little bit of both. Does he have social skills? Because he did get after it at the uh, one that Bob and I went to the week before. Uh-huh. It was a, probably a little bit better group, but yeah. he, he was it getting was a after smaller it. Group he got knocked down one. during one of the drills. He did oh, yeah, get you knocked told down. Me about that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it like a scary moment. You never know, like getting sandwiched between two guys is and, just kind of weird and that is out of context how the heck it's because the offensive kids that showed up for the first camp were not the elite ones 
so they're cr- crossing into each other. Yeah. They're going into territory they're not supposed to be running their routes in. And yeah, Gr- Grinch took a tumble. I will say this. Uh, Relique Brown was elite. Yes. He was fantastic. Yeah, that kid's really good. I mean, you don't, you just don't see a kid move that fast very often. And he was dusting people. And it was kind of funny because there was uh, one kid's dad. He was getting in the middle of it. Who was a defensive back. And uh, what was that? Who was that kid? Was it Woods? Was that his last name? I Avion or something like that. I couldn't tell you. He's some kid from from Dallas or Texas. And uh, he kept saying, uh, nobody can guard him. Put my son on him. Put my son on him. And so his son had already been burnt like four which or five is, times. Which by is him. always a uh, telltale sign that the kid probably sucks. <laughs> so his kid, like after he'd been burnt four or five times, literally lines up 20 yards off the line of scrimmage uh, against Relique Brown. And it, all Relique Brown does is just run a slant and just catches it over the middle. He wasn't anywhere close to him so he was just destroying people yeah and that's the not the problem but when you watch brown that kind of ends the arg the the argument of taking a flyer on kids that lincoln riley doesn't believe are elite offensively yeah these are the guys they can recruit on the reg they can get them every single time you got a kid to fly out as a it's not even a sophomore i mean getting ready to be a sophomore Fly out to Norman to come to his camp. He was there Friday. He went through the photo edits and the visit, and I thought that was it. And then when it became clear midway through the camp, Saturday, like, oh, he stayed. Oh, he's going to be the best kid there, and he's going to show you what he was elite by far the best kid looks there, yeah. like. That's what elite looks like. When you try to say heart and hustle, that's great and all, but that's what elite looks like. Yeah, he was really, really good. You know, I'm one of those guys, and you that's know, you loosely guys translated to not white. <laughs> no, by the way, well, I mean, we saw some white tight ends that we liked a little. No, bit. they had there's some big body kid. There's some kids that uh, Beamer was working with closely yeah. too. And you saw a white elite with uh, Brock Vandegrift. Well, that is a county's quarterback <laughs> and a redhead. Did, did strawberry did blonde? Confirm? Strawberry blonde. Oh. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry. But that's blonde. still a redhead. It's just a different type of redhead. He still burns just as easily as. Other we had a pretty gingers. good list going this morning. Uh, the most talented gingers. Uh, gingers in Oklahoma athletics history. Imagine anybody wanted to throw any names in out OU, there. OU history. Yeah, it's just yes. OU. Blake um, Griffin. Blake Blake Griffin had had to be first. Uh, Ryan Fisher. Kobe uh, Tillman's very strong redheaded. Yeah. Right now. Like current. Um, Nick Thompson. You remember him? I don't. Basketball player? I don't. That one... Oh, he was so bad. He was worse than Matt Freeman. (laughs) Such a bad basketball player. Um, There was a couple more. Somebody mentioned Brian Shackelford. Was he a redhead? Didn't he just get the McAllister job? He did. They need... I hope McAllister schedules more. I'll go cover that one. Sonny Galloway versus uh, Brian Shackelford. It'd be fun. (laughs) Maybe we can get... uh, uh, what was Bill's? Uh, what was Bill's name? The third base coach that quit. Oh, uh, uh, Mosey. Uh, Moseyello. Yeah. Did we get Bill Moseyello to like or bridge the gap and Moseyody or uh, Moseyello, something like that. Moseyello. Was it Moseyello? Uh-huh. I think that was even before my time. If we could get him to coach a high school team in Oklahoma. Like he was crazy. Get him to right? Westmore. 
Then, like then he, he, uh, he walked and back. Sonny might go come to blows. He walked back on the highway or something yeah, from he, like, somewhere. Baylor, like from Baylor. <laughs> he quit <laughs> in the middle of, of the road trip and just walked. Oh man, that's so but good. But he, I think he's at TCU. Is he not? I, I want to say maybe he is working he's for like one um, of their best. You know, he's one of the best assistants in the country considered. I'll be damned. Yeah, sure enough. Associate head coach, TCU. So yeah, he's rebounding. Yeah. Anyway, um, so good. Okay, so uh, you did before the last pod we were doing. You're getting ready to go meet Lon Kruger to talk about his new assistants. Uh, anything, you know, kind of coming out the last week with you know the the hires and recruiting and anything along those lines. Well, you're just starting to see those kids slowly get into Norman Harmon, of course, is leading the charge, but a lot of the high school prospects are making it or are being cleared by compliance to be 100% to start doing their workouts. Junior college kids like Corbin Merritt, Alondis Williams, it'll take a little bit longer, but the great news, and this goes with football too, is that everyone is enrolled. They're in the database. There's no trying to fish like fish for them to see We have what's, to name shame Stacy Wilkins, by the way. Right. Taz Terrell was his name in the search. His name is Taz, and he doesn't go by that. That is ridiculous. Now, that doesn't mean, because Jalen Robinson was J-Flash last year. So I don't know if when what you're... What's going on over there at admissions? J-Flash? Tremonda Moore was T-Mo. So it was like you... I don't know if those kids were allowed to just kind of doctor what their name was or what but more and more and robinson both aren't with the team so maybe you don't need to be changing your name yeah <laughs> not a good not a good if that's if that's a pattern we might have found out washout possibilities changing your name in the in the academic database yeah giving giving incorrect information for your name i could see that being too into your feelings on Twitter with that. is another one. Because those sound like nicknames, and they're putting them down as their official names. Taz Terrell Wilkins. Wilkins. Gonna have to ask him about that one in three years. In th- right. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk while. to him. Uh, I'll talk to you in 2022, sir. Maybe they'll make the the playoff again, and they'll all be av- available. But basically, schedule coming up. We've got uh, June 25th. 26th, I believe, is the day on the field uh, for Five Star in Atlanta. We'll have media day on the 25th, so that we'll get to talk to all the players. We'll see what you know where Brock Vandegrift is by the time we get to Atlanta. Um, and then Big 12 media day is coming up July 15th and 16th. I think Oklahoma goes on the 15th. Uh, and so I know somebody on the board was asking when does you know fall camp start? It'll start that first week of August. So. Um, the first game is the 31st this year, right? Correct. First. It's, oh, it's yeah. The first. It got, oh, because it's it moved to the first, right? Yeah, moved but to because Sunday. of that, because of the first, I could see it starting maybe at the end of July. Or, you know, you have like, it usually kicks off with like Fan Appreciation Day. And that's usually like August 2nd or somewhere Although, around there. Last year, if you remember, our media day with OU was, way early. was the week of Big 12 Media Days. The, the end of that week. They hadn't even practiced yet. And we were just... Oh, yeah. It was on a Saturday, wasn't it? Was, it was on a Sunday. Sunday. It was... Jeez. the British, Was it the British Open? Was it the Open? Yes. I, you, yes, it was. Oh, was. And that was... It was because of the barbecue, wasn't it? 
because they had the barbecue maybe so. that weekend. Maybe so. It yeah, was but, so but they wanted had to the have barbecue. It was before. it was on Sunday at the it British Open Sunday, though. Sunday like at noon. Like right during the middle of and it. And we just spent 2 hours talking with Lincoln on Monday. We had nothing yeah. to ask Lincoln. Yeah. And you had nothing to really ask the players cuz it was all summer conditioning. There's no tangible things to ask him about on the field. I don't know if we'll get that situation again, but that's that's what it was. I don't know. Lincoln's been uh, really good with media policies. I would have to think that that will continue this fall. So, And then sandwiched in between there, I know Josh has signed up. Is the opening the last weekend in June or first weekend July? Yeah, it's like the 28th through the the first or the second or Boy, something. They, it's, I mean, it's, it's again a where it's back-to-back with rivals. They Just like last year. It's, yep. But that becomes yep. a grind on those and kids. And that'll be... Yeah. Uh, Bob, what about the grind on me, Bob? I mean, <laughs> I'm out there shooting a camera, Bob. My pointer finger is going to be exhausted, bro. You need to come now, to my. Uh, uh, you need to come yeah, to my it, summer conditioning should... camera camp. <laughs> I would Eddie, love to know what that. That like. camp every year. <laughs> the Eddie like is this it year just training how to handle <laughs> what. The camera while hungover. I mean, is it just is it just the we camera while hungover? There's is that a, all there's you're a, doing? There's a. There's a. I mean, you. Well, you, right now it's just standing is, upright. Bob saw. I took a fall last week. It was bad with the camera in my hand. He saved the camera. What you should happens, have seen the move that I the made. The move that he saved the camera was very impressive. I basically. I'm proud of you because he destroyed saved, his knee. He destroyed his leg to save I'm, that I'm, camera. I'm podcasting injured right now. Are you? I can see like you have a camera camp in. You don't take everyone out and get them hammered the night before, but you just put them through like a dehydration process before you go out and, and shoot like in 100 degree temperature. See if, you have to if drink, it survives. You have to drink a bottle of uh, tequila to even get in in a sauna. And that is supposed <laughs> in to... A sauna. Yeah, that's supposed to... Uh, uh, that's supposed to get you ready. That's, that's uh-huh. like my makeshift uh, Camelback Fiesta Bowl <laughs> 2012 experience. Oh my God. Eddie's first trip to the hospitality the other, room. Hey, Eddie, on this note of you dealing with some heat, um, I, I, I won't be able to make it to the Texas State 7-on-7 seven seven championships. Uh, if you'd like to go, though, buddy, I can absolutely put that together for you. Um, it's usually about 127 degrees. Um, it never rains. There's not a cloud in the sky in all of College Station, all the years I've covered it. It's one of the more physically miserable experiences of my life. And, um, you know, like I said, if you want to go, I can't make it. So you do. Yeah. No, I I really wanted to make sure that you were. I didn't want you to go in and be like, Josh really caught me off guard with this. It's, I mean, if you are training for anything, you're training for that. Like it is, it's the hottest I've ever been at covering an event. And it's every year. It's the same temperature. It's, It's like the same day every year. I don't know what's worse, covering an event where it's 120 or just having to be around Taylor Ham in 70 degree weather. I'd probably go with 120. Taylor Ham. Yeah, I'd take the 120, you know, because again, just running into him, there's always the thought. I can see the image on the local news in the back of the head, in the back of my head, like local rivals reporter attacks, you know, like I don't, I don't need that in my life. I don't want that. So, um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Let's be fair. There's never a good time to meet Taylor Ham. <laughs> That's probably pretty well said. We'll leave it at that. Like there, you're never like, well, this would be the perfect moment. It's kind of like your car dying or 
running out of gas or, you know, you lock yourself out of your house. There's, it's always a shitty time. You're the one building the bonfire, right? <laughs> all right. A little ham joke, a little A&M jab, all rolled into one. Do they, they do that again, don't they? I actually think that they, they started it back up uh, maybe last year or two years ago. Is it like more control? What yeah, I think it's like... For? Well, they they, don't, they used to do it before Texas. the... Yeah. yeah, they don't play Texas. I don't. That's a good question. I don't know when they do it. LSU, now they're quote-unquote big game. I have a couple of A&M buddies. I'll text them and see what they say. Do you know the funny thing I didn't realize? I, one of my buddies down here in Houston, he's, he's a big A&M fan. He just, they, uh, he, his wife, for Father's Day, has gotten him some season tickets. And we were talking the other day. Did you know who they're list? big? You know, like, because... <laughs> no, they do not. The you know how the SEC set up like rivalry games so that Tennessee and Alabama can play each other every year and that kind of stuff. Do you know who A and M's is? If you had to guess from the SEC East who their rival that's a fixture on their schedule is every it year, Vanderbilt Arkansas, or isn't it? Missouri, South Carolina. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I said that Arkansas. Now. They're in the like, they're in the East, aren't they? I mean, they're in the West. Yeah. I, they're in the West. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. care. Uh, <laughs> but what? Like that's the most random shit ever. Like, yeah, but really? It's so perfect. I guess it's better than is Vanderbilt. It is it not perfect? It when it, what's scary is that I think A and M fans can't see what that says. True. Oh no, I'm sure that they there. There's plenty up there. Just like, oh, this is a better rivalry than Texas ever was. I, I they used to be referred to as pot bangers, and I love that. I think that's the perfect way to describe. They were the pot bangers, yeah. and Texas is the tea sippers. Yes, that's pretty good. Like back in the days of yeah. the old message board when it was just like Horn fans, like Southwest and Conference, Texags. Yeah, Texas fans called them pot bangers, and they called Texas fans tea sips. That's pretty good. It's pretty so, perfect. You know what phrase? The, that, all the OU fans oh, and OSU fans listening. Step your game up. You guys need to be given like Aggies or Gooners. Like stop. None of that. None of that's funny. Come up with something good and let's go forward. Uh, I had had something I was going to talk about, and then a man is showing his penis on television. I don't know what's happening. I think he put bees down there. Uh, I don't get this channel, Carrie. What is this? This, this is, is ESPN. Highly questionable with Levitard show sure about that <laughs> yeah they don't Something usually show penises more. yeah it had a mark thing in front of it oh there was something <laughs> i was gonna say i have no idea what it was you might as well just end this i thought you're referring to the penis <laughs> no i'm shook it had a mark on it <laughs> josh you strike me as somebody that was upset that the u.s women's team scored too many goals yesterday Shit, no. no. I and I really, Eddie. I was walking out the door with the girls this morning when you tweeted out that Canadian video. Oh, where they're hilarious. like, oh, as Canadians, we would never do this. Are you shitting me? Did you see Toronto two nights ago? <laughs> like, those, knock that, knock that noise off. Like when broads. you booed Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yes. I do you, love. You cheered, no, they cheered him. They no, or I, yeah, cheered him. Kevin Durant. We get it. 
I do love that someone put together that same bar video yeah. <laughs> and the Canadians thought it was real and they were trying to disprove it. Oh, it's the sunlight. There's sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> They're ashtrays. We don't have ashtrays. The like, internet must not get up there very often. And the exit sign. They knew the exit sign color wasn't right. I was like, what the hell are you? Like, I don't know what an exit sign in my, like, in my local restaurant looks like. That's amazing. I think my favorite one was the Aria. Which Eddie probably didn't understand at all when she killed the Night King. Oh, I don't. I don't even. Yeah. I didn't see it. What? Oh, I mean the internet, the video. Where yeah. They, oh, they always. Well, it start. I think the first way it started was the uh, uh, the slide in by. Uh, oh yeah, Chris Collins. Chris Collins were slide in. I think that's I, where I, that started. I see what you're saying. I, I thought you meant there was like a meme or something out no, there about Kevin Durant being up, killed. No, I just love when they put up a new video and yeah. they go nuts because I think that was a world soccer match, is what. That originally was. Yeah, I think I believe so. I I think it was from uh, England in the World Cup last summer. So yeah, the Kevin Durant. Eddie, you are a you professionally enjoy kind of pissing people off a little bit or pushing buttons anyway. Where do you come out on Kevin Durant and the cheering for him getting hurt? I think it's a natural reaction. I feel like you it is a natural. I think it's a natural reaction to anybody that wanted to see their team win. Yes. I don't think it was. uh, It's not malicious. Yeah, I don't think it was. uh, Oh, we're happy that he's hurt. It's like we're happy we're going to win the championship now. I also think it's funny that nationally and even locally, because of the Kevin Durant factor here, that like before you say anything about Kevin Durant these days, you have to say, "Well, (laughs) I never wanted to see this happen to somebody," but it's like. (laughs) I mean, it sucks. It's a bad injury. You're going to miss all of ne- At least he wasn't season. playing for the Thunder. But That's to say that, look at it. to say I was immediately praying that he was okay, that'd be a lie. Dude, I thought when Myers started that press conference, I'm like, is he a horse? They just put him down in the back? Like, what the f*** just happened? Like, and that, he was, That's he the was other so thing. shook up. That's the other thing. People are, 48 hours later, people are acting like Kevin Durant is the first player to ever play not 100 percent yeah like what a what a hero to the system this man is the thing about it is though i mean everybody could kind of see that coming it's like that type of injury the way it happened the first time everybody could kind of see like i'm old now like i'll wake up some mornings i mean was eric bailey the tulsa world he's had two achilles yeah uh, torn on him. I think like, he's torn both of his. I think a lot. I don't know, Josh, if you ever done this, but like I can tell times when my Achilles is tight. Like, and I'm like, oh, I better not do anything too crazy or I'm going to tear my Achilles. Like, I want to be in my 40s with a cast on riding a scooter. I but like, like, that one. like, I, I just, I feel like you could see that coming. Like, they needed to take more time and be sure. Or else that was good. I wasn't surprised his, when it you, happened. His, the, the, the way that they used them. Since they said, all right, just go do what you usually do. Yeah. There's no minute restrictions, no like sort of ease them into it, play against the second team. So I was like, all right. Well, and this was the point, too. Um, it was the first time that he'd ever done his pregame warm-up before that game. He'd never done it before. And we've seen it plenty in Oklahoma City with Paul George or Russell Westbrook. When they get hurt, they'll go through like a week of doing their pregame warm-ups before they play. That's part of their rehab. That's part of their process. You get the juices flowing. I mean, I'm sure you're not feeling much yeah, at the I beginning. Mean, but to have it happen only one time just shows you how rushed he was to get back. I think he was rushed, and I think there's also part of it that there's just no playing. It happens. 
it sucks that it happened to probably one of the best players in the NBA, but people get hurt. That sucks. During the pod, I guess they said he went under successful yeah. surgery. Yeah. I, he should still miss all next season, right? I always hate that too. The Thunder talk to do some the doctors in New York and get my money back then. Like he underwent successful surgery. Don't you can't you can't you claim success. You yet. don't know yet. Until he comes back and looks like the same guy, you can't claim that it was Yeah, successful that's like a coach surgery. saying he brought in a good recruiting class on National Signing yeah, Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Let's see how many of them quit, leave, never start, or busts. Let's see how the power of prayer works. <laughs> God, don't All right. I think we need to get out of here. <laughs> Eddie's uh, going to go attack Facebook OU groups in his spare time. Oh, hey, only if you make ugly, ugly, ugly things on the internet and put them out there as good. I know last week a bunch of people had questions about Brian Darby. I'm going to go see him this week. So we'll have video. We'll have pictures. Uh, going to go watch him and some seven-on stuff. So we'll, we'll get a better feel for him. So, you know, everybody out there that, like I said, just doesn't know much about him yet can kind of understand what, what OU was looking at when they took him. All right, good stuff. Uh, Thank you to Josh. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Bob. And uh, we'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Go check out the site. Lots of great news out there, great stories. Uh, There's big news coming. Josh has hinted at it. I know uh, the article we've got up on the site now is Sam Spiegelman talking about what a a huge uh, month this could be for OU, especially at the five-star challenge coming up. So uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, in recruiting for Oklahoma that you're going to want to be a part of. So Make sure you check out Soonerscoop.com. Subscribe. Uh, that helps support this podcast as well if you enjoy the podcast. And uh, also, I know Josh is very happy. Uh, the uh, ratings on iTunes back up to a 5.0. So everyone has done a great job with your uh, reviews and, and uh, your ratings. So we appreciate that. And uh, feel free to go, go do that as well. Like, uh, subscribe, uh, rate, review. Uh, we're always happy when you guys do that. So thanks for joining us. And we'll be back next week right here on the Unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com.